Hello everyone, my name is Sky Menhart and you're listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone, I just wanted to say welcome to the show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for catching up with me on this Wednesday. I'm recording this on a Tuesday, the Tuesday before I publish, and I just wanted to speak about something that is very dear, very dear to my heart, and some a lesson that I've had to learn over the years and how it has affected me, how it's helped me, and how it can help you. So today I wanted to speak about following your gut and how that can relate to mental health, bipolar disorder, and a lot of other things. So I think often, when I was a kid, and I'm just gonna speak from my experience, when I was a kid growing up, I was a part of this you know, religious group with my family. My family was very religious. My dad is a pastor. And in the Bible, it says, you know, your heart is deceitful and wicked above all things. And, you know, on Disney, they always say, follow your heart. And my parents always thought that was evil and the heart is deceitful and wicked and evil. And so you shouldn't follow your heart. You shouldn't listen to your heart and you should ignore this and follow God. You know, that was basically it. And so I grew up with this lack of trust in myself because I assumed I'm an evil person, so I can't listen to myself because I will make the wrong choice. And, you know, nobody ever told me to listen to my instincts because that was kind of seen as the wrong way to go. And so I grew up with this distrust of myself and this lack of stability and this lack of esteem. And this has really affected me. So when I was growing up, when I was, you know, a teenager, I would I wouldn't follow my gut. <laughs> I didn't know how to be in tune with myself. I didn't even know what I was supposed to be listening to. So I would make these poor choices that I kind of knew were not right for me, but I would still make them. And then I would be left with horrible consequences and I would feel awful. And so after years of doing this, I finally realized that you do have to follow your gut. You have to follow your heart. You have to listen to these things because they will always steer you in the right direction. And your intuition does not lie. So I think there are many instances in my life where the lack of following my gut has led me to a bad place. And one of them I would like to speak about today is my last relationship. So I was with this person for two years almost, and when we started dating, I wasn't really attracted to them. I wasn't into them. I didn't want to be with them because they were one of my best friends, and I felt like if we were together, our friendship would be ruined and we wouldn't, you know, be able to continue being friends and it would be awkward. And so I was kind of like, uh, I didn't want to get close to this person, but you know, things got physical. And after we (laughs) did it for the first time, they told me they wanted to marry me. And this was a red flag for me. Uh, Whenever I heard that, I felt the alarms go off in my head. And I said, you know, everything within me told me, run, get up, get out and do not be with this person. It was like, 
you know, all the flashing red lights, like the sirens, the alarms, everything was telling me to stop this relationship as soon as I could and get out. Um, and at the time, I chose not to. And, you know, later on down the road, there were many other red flags. There were many other chances for me to make a better choice and to end the relationship. We did almost break up at one point, and I, unfortunately, I went back to them. And this was just kind of the habit because we were so close as friends that I felt like I was losing my best friend when I was, you know, when we almost broke up and I, I didn't want to lose my best friend. So I would keep returning and keep, you know, coming back. And it was just a really unhealthy dynamic. And eventually, you know, we did get married and it did not work out. And I keep thinking, you know, if I had just followed my gut in that first moment, when I saw the red flag, the first red flag, I would have saved myself so much time, so much money, so much trouble, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have gone through all this, you know, horrible things that I went through. And I think this has been the case with me for a lot of my life. You know, I, I, I tend to have sort of a self-sabotage, <laughs> a self-sabotage vibe about me. Um, it's very unfortunate, but sometimes I know that I'm doing the wrong thing, but I choose to do it anyway because I want to experience the tragedy that goes with this. You know, I'm a very romantic person. It's unfortunate. Sometimes I romanticize pain and I want to feel the pain, even though it's miserable when I'm feeling it. And I could avoid things, but sometimes I just go for what I know is going to destroy me because I I want it to destroy me. And this is something that I've had to look at myself and just change and reevaluate where I'm coming from and why I do this, you know? And I think one thing, it's really important to look at ourselves with clarity and with honesty and realize where we are really coming from and what the reality of our life really is and how we are contributing to the things that happen to us. You know, as a spiritual person, as someone who believes in the law of attraction, I believe in karma, you know, what what energy you put out is what you will receive back. And when you believe this, it kind of makes you accountable for a lot of the things that are in your life. Because everything you have now, you once wanted, you once were wishing and bringing into your life and manifesting. And so this is just what I believe. And so with this set of beliefs now comes this responsibility for me to maintain healthy thoughts, healthy actions, healthy words, healthy choices so that everything that comes into my life is good and it's for my highest good. But this can be a really difficult journey to, you know, this can be a difficult place to come to. And I think it all starts with following your gut. When I was growing up, I would often get into relationships to run away from myself, to avoid my feelings, to get through the stress of depression. I would just, you know, glom onto these people in order to not feel alone. I didn't want to be by myself. I didn't want to be with my thoughts. I didn't ever want to be alone. So I would get into a relationship to kind of run from my problems. I always love being in love. I'm a romantic person. I think it's really a great experience to be 
connected to somebody and romantically involved with someone, it can be really special and beautiful. And so I would romanticize these these guys that I was dating and I would become really unhealthily attached to them. And then it would always end badly. And I wondered, you know, why? What did I do wrong? They broke my heart. And for a long time, I would cast the blame on to these guys and I would say well it's their fault and I'm not taking accountability for my actions you know all this stuff I didn't want to face the truth that I was the reason my life was not where I wanted it to be and I think this is a hard truth to face that we all kind of have to come to terms with at some point in our life like I could be making better choices and if I had made a better choice I wouldn't be in the mess I am now this is something that we all have to learn and unfortunately for some of us me included you can only learn it through experience I think this happens a lot I think there are some people in life who they learn from other people's mistakes they see somebody fall and they say okay I'm not taking that turn I'm not going down that path because I saw what it did to this person and those people have a lot of wisdom because they know they don't have to experience everything to learn a lesson and this is something I've had to realize myself you know for so long in my life I felt like I needed to experience everything in order to learn and I I could only learn this way and the only way I would know better is if I went through a horrible thing and you know after that horrible thing then I would learn my lesson and this is the only way it works and after seeing a few things that other people went through I kind of made the decision you know maybe I don't have to learn this way maybe I can look at other people's lives and say I don't want that to happen to me I'm going to make a better choice. And that kind of self-awareness kind of stemmed from just watching other people's experiences and realizing and just maturing, honestly. I think we all make stupid mistakes as teenagers. We all go through self-esteem issues, self-worth issues, and we all, we we jump into things that without really thinking, you know, look, we leap before we look. And now as an adult, and as we grow, we kind of learn that we need to be prepared, we need to plan, we need to have an idea of what we want so that we don't make a negative choice to impact our future, you know, later on. So that's one thing I've had to learn is that sometimes if I just listen, if I tune into myself, if I listen to that little voice inside before I make a decision, I can really save myself some trouble. And I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me recently that has to do with this very thing. So as I've spoken about before, I have smoked marijuana in my life. I partake, I have partaken. And recently though, the marijuana has been hitting me a bit differently. I really, it kind of gives me a panic attack when I smoke. It's not a fun experience and it's just not what it used to be. So I'm trying to let go of it. But uh, one of my friends offered to smoke with me and I decided I was going to accept. But before, when I got the text, from my friend. I felt in my gut, say no. Do not do this. This is a mistake. This is wrong. Do not do this. It was like a full body experience. I felt horrible. I felt negative feelings. I felt like I shouldn't do it. But with my self-sabotage attitude, I went ahead and did it anyway. And after I got home, I was still, you know, feeling the effects and I had the worst panic attack I've had in my life. 
Panic attacks are something that are very difficult because it almost feels like you're dying. This one, I felt like somebody was sitting on my chest. I couldn't breathe. I felt like my throat was closing up. My heart rate was through the roof. It was crazy. And I just felt like I couldn't calm down. It was a really scary experience. And it lasted for a few hours. And I was just praying to all the gods, all the goddesses. I was just praying and praying, please don't let me die. I can't die this way. I can't do this. Please, please, please. And, you know, eventually I got to feeling a little better. But This is the thing. If I had listened to that gut feeling when I first was offered this choice and I had said no, I wouldn't have had that panic attack. I would have had a nice evening and I would have done something productive or fun. You know, I wouldn't have had that horrible experience. So that's just a small example from my life of how this lesson can really be applied. And you're probably wondering, well, Sky, what does this have to do with mental illness? What does this have to do with bipolar disorder? And that's where I want to, you know, I want to talk about that now because I think it can be hard to see the parallel at first. But let me explain. With bipolar disorder, I'm only going to speak about bipolar disorder because that's the main mental illness I struggle with at the moment and or in my life, not at the moment, all the time. And so that's what I have the most experience with. But you can apply this to a lot of mental illnesses or a lot of crises in your life. You, you need to be prepared. When you have a mental illness, you need to be prepared for a crisis. You need to be ready for that moment when you have to go to the hospital, when you have a panic attack, when your anxiety is really strong. You know, you have to be prepared. And you can do this in a lot of ways. Um, You can look look at the calendar and say, okay, I know in December, December through February, I know I go through seasonal depression. So I'm going to be prepared by taking my medication, making sure I have enough antidepressants, making sure I'm going to see my therapist every week. I'm going to, you know, load up on good vitamins and and my favorite kind of food and drinks so I won't be as sad. And I, you know, you prepare. And then for me, I look at my calendar and I say, okay, in the summer months, I am a little more manic. So I'm going to make sure I have my lithium level checked. I'm going to make sure I have an appointment with my psychiatrist so that I can be prepared if something happens. And if you if you are in tune with your gut, you can be better prepared for the crises that come your way because you will have made the right decisions beforehand. I know with bipolar disorder, sometimes when you're manic, you lose all sense of judgment. Like your frontal lobe is just not working in those moments and you can make some really bad decisions because of that. But my theory is if you are prepared beforehand, if you followed your gut while you're in a healthy mental state, you followed your gut, you've prepared, you've got everything ready, then when you do become manic or when you become depressed, you will be able to make a better choice based off of your previous decisions. So that's how it applies to mental illness because we have to be prepared and the best way to prepare is by following our guts. Does that make sense? So an example of this in my life is just simply taking my medicine. I know that if I take my medicine, I'll be able to sleep, I'll be on a good schedule, I'll feel good, I'll have enough energy, and I won't be manic. And so the way I prepare for my life is I take my meds every day. 
If I don't take my meds, if I'm not following my gut and listening to that little voice that says, hey, take your medicine, don't forget your meds, then I'm going to become manic. I'm going to have to be hospitalized and my life will be, you know, flipped upside down. And I just don't have time for that. So for me, it's really important to follow my gut and to take my medicine, to make these healthy decisions so that I don't have to deal with the negative impacts later on. And this can be really applicable in any aspect of your life. So some ways you can get in tune with your gut are just by listening. Just take a minute and figure out what your inner voice is telling you, what you hear, that feeling you get in the pit of your stomach when you know your inner knowing, when you know something is either right or wrong for you. Just pay attention to these little symbols, that these signals that your mind and that your body and that your gut is telling you because these little things can really help you in the long run. So one way I get in touch with my gut is through, guess what I'm about to say, journaling. You guessed it, journaling. I think if I am in tune with my feelings, if I know where I'm at emotionally, then I am better prepared to make a decision. And for me, sometimes that just means writing in my journal. Another thing I've been doing lately that's been really fun is I just take out my camera and I record a video of myself talking. And I just talk and talk to myself and kind of rationalize things in my head and speak about it because that really helps me think the right way. It helps me get on track. I think some of us need to talk out our feelings in order to process emotion and to make decisions. That's how I work. If I can talk out my feelings and thoughts, then I know I know I will find the answer. And this is a way to get in tune with yourself because you're opening yourself up to that inner intuition, that inner guide, that inner voice. And then you're able to be in touch and understand what is right for you and what isn't. So I think it's all about giving yourself that option because sometimes we close ourselves off and we and we choose things based on others' expectations of us or what we think is the right thing to do, what we think we should be doing, rather than checking in and asking ourselves, what is right for me in this moment? What is the best thing I can do for me in this moment? Another question I ask myself, which has been very helpful for my growth and for my productivity is, how can I help my future self in this moment? What's the best thing I can do for my future self in this moment? You know, I think of myself, I think of that in just simple ways, like cleaning my house or washing my dishes. I think, will I really want to wash these dishes later? I probably won't, so I'm going to do it now. Just simple ways you can get in touch with your gut. And it may not seem connected. It may not seem like, oh, that's not really my gut, but it is. Just your inner voice your inner guidance, your inner compass, that's all your gut. That's telling, that's what you tell yourself and what your inner knowing and your and your abilities to realize what is best for you. And it will never lead you wrong. When you think about it, and I'm sure we've all had these moments when you're walking down a dark street or you're in sort of a sketchy situation and your gut, there's this voice that says, don't go down that road, don't get in that car, don't open up that door, don't go in that building. You know these feelings, these intuitions, this is what we need to listen to because our intuition, and this is what I believe, our intuition is a developed sense that we've gotten as we've evolved because at one point 
you know, we needed to sense the danger around us. It's a very like primal instinct that we have that will tell us when we are in danger. And you'll know when your gut is speaking to you because it is just, you will feel it in the pit of your stomach and you will know. So I encourage you to get in tune with yourself, get in tune with your gut and just listen to the voice inside. Listen to what it's telling you and the guidance it's giving you and the advice it's giving you. And this is especially important when you're in a healthy space. You know, with bipolar disorder, you kind of look at it as a graph. The high points are mania, the low points are depression, and the midline, that healthy space when you're at where you're, when you're at that healthy space, it's important to make these good choices. Because when you go through mania, it can be harder to listen to your gut. It can be harder to hear that voice because your brain is on fire. It's doing a hundred million things at once. You're over stimulated and it's hard to focus on the other hand when you're depressed it can also be hard to listen to your gut and to listen to what's best for you because you're overcome with this feeling of sadness and despair and so your judgment is clouded so if you listen to your gut when you're in that midline when you're on the healthy wave if you can listen to your gut in those moments it can really help you when you're facing the highs and lows of depression And I think it's really important to know this because if I had known to listen to my gut, if somebody had just told me that when I was 13, it would have saved my, you know, maybe, maybe, or maybe not, who knows, but I could have saved myself from a lot of trouble and I could have avoided a lot of mistakes if I just knew to listen to my gut. And it can be hard to learn that lesson. And sometimes you can only learn through experience. But it's important to allow yourself that space to make mistakes and learn from them and do better the next time. And that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you want more information about the podcast, oh my God, if you want more information about the podcast or if you want to follow it on Instagram, you can follow us at Manic State of Mind Podcast on Instagram, all lowercase, or you can follow me, Sky the Gemini, all lowercase on Instagram. And just let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any ideas for the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like or not like it, please leave a rating, please leave us a review, and let me know what you think. I will see you guys next week.